Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Daily Sports Talk Show. No one has now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! there yet we're almost there perhaps what could be the most anticipated and greatest weekend in football in the garden city at least in my on and off almost 30 years living here it's almost here you don't want to chase it though because once it's over man we're going to miss it so much nuana's now espn radio swx montana television i'm colter nuana's coming to you from the northwest motorsports studio Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can see that entire inventory online at nwmsrocks.com. Time to get to in the show today. Get things started off. My good friend Sean Rainey, a lot of times he swings by on Wednesdays. Instead, we recorded Tuesday to bring it to you here on your Thursday. All things rivalry game and a little high school football talk as well. For those that haven't been paying attention, it is state championship Weekend, pretty much all the games in Western Montana, including the Bobcats at the Grizzlies, number three Montana State at number seven Montana, with a whole bunch on the line. Greatest rivalry in the West here in Missoula, high noon Washington Grizzly Stadium, but also Billings West playing at Missoula Sentinel. 
That's the top two ranked teams in Class AA. First state championship game here in the Garden City since 1994. Florence will host the Class B state championship game. Big Fork's coming down from up in the Flathead Valley to take on the undefeated Falcons. Hamilton remains undefeated. They're in the Class A title game. They play defending state champion Laurel in Laurel. Then the Class C eight-man game that features the Flint Creek Trojans at Thompson Falls. So a lot of great football action here uh, in the western part of the state of Montana. Today's show, Sean Rainey, and then, of course, Billings West head coach Rob Stanton will swing by. Second time this month that Coach Stanton's given us some time, so appreciate that. We also have... A six-pack and a sandwich from Warden's Market, so stay tuned for that. How do you get a hold of us? 888 That's 406-888-1029. About 445. We got a chance for you to get a six-pack and a sandwich from Warden's Market. We're also going to talk a little NBA because that's gotten a little overshadowed with all this football, but the NBA is rolling along, and uh, the return of the king expected in Los Angeles uh, sometime sooner than later. Is it too late for the Lakers? I heard them tease that on National Talk Radio today, so I'm just mimicking them now. <laughs> I have no idea if it's too late for the Lakers. I've hardly paid attention to the NBA. That's how busy we've been with football, because if you know me and you know this show, you know I love the NBA. Hour number two, a good friend Carolyn's going to swing by. She has some questions about the rivalry game between Montana State and Montana, and uh, so it'll be our Cat Grizz version of the chick who doesn't know sports. And then about 5.30... We'll bring in our producer, my good friend Andrew Houghton, talk a little cat grizz, and also hear a couple of the best sound bites from Bobby Houck from uh, earlier this week. It's our Houck highlights. Usually I catch Coach Houck before practice on Wednesdays, but no media availability other than the Monday press conference. We do have a couple pieces of sound that will lead us to some inspiring and enlightening conversations about the rivalry. you got two days left to enter our fall giveaway. I'm looking at, I was looking at the Traeger right before I walked in here. We got Traeger Smoker. We got so much Alpine Touch, it's flowing out of the conference room right now. And you're going to get a beef box from Haymaker Beef. That's one prize. We also got a grill and an otter box, courtesy of Twisted Tea. To be entered in the giveaway, it's easy. You got your phone in your hand right now. Subscribe to the Nuanas Now podcast. Boom, hit subscribe. Got that done? Go to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Nuanas Now is N-U-A-N-E-Z. Search for those on your podcast and YouTube platforms. Just hit subscribe. Then go on Instagram, follow ESPN Missoula, Alpine Touch, and Haymaker Beef. That's all you got to do. And then text us, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Say, hey, I followed you. I subscribed. I'm all set up, and that'll get you entered. And then once we have all of our entries, we'll draw two. Randomized numbers system. We got one that Tommy got all set up. It's pretty slick, pretty fancy. But be sure to keep those entries coming. I'm going to keep reminding you until tomorrow, I want that prize. So you guys better figure out a way to win that prize. Usually we have our friend hangout debriefing playing for you on a Wednesday. But we're coming to you now from the SWX Montana Studios. Well, on Tuesday still, but we're playing this on a Thursday. My good friend Sean Rady, the sports director at SWX Montana, joining me. And uh, everybody gets so bent out of shape on which order you say the game in. So I'm not saying any of that this year. I'm calling this state championship week because it is state championship week at all levels of football, including at the collegiate level. That way we can't get in any trouble because I'm so tired of people saying, well, you say you're a cat, you go for the Grizz. You say you're a cat, you go for the cats. I'm not going for either of them. 
But this is a fun time of year, man. And uh, welcome, man. Thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, a lot, uh, a lot going on. We had to figure out how we're going to attack all of Saturday because, yeah, we got state championship in Florence. We got one in Thompson Falls. We got Hamilton's playing over in Laurel. Um, it's just, uh, we got a lot going on. Of course, with the one on Friday night yep. here in Missoula, too, featuring Missoula Sentinel and Billings West, a rematch of last year's state championship game as well. I was thinking about that earlier today. I was thinking how um, covering high school sports is awesome. We both love it. Covering state championship high school sports is the best. That's so great. And it's the raw emotion that follows after those games. But I was thinking how it is too, it is sort of unfortunate that these, the, the rivalry game at the college level and then the uh, state championship games overlap. Cause I'm sure like you're probably sending some reporters from SWX Montana out to cover these games on Saturday and they're feeling left out that they're not getting to the Cat Grizz game. But it's like, that's, you know, all this, this stuff is so fun to cover. I just, I think it's unfortunate that sometimes, like Class A and Class B, have to share the spotlight with the Bobcat Grizzly game. Well, think about all the all the Cats and Grizz fans too that right. are a part that play football or are parents of kids on the teams. Like, we got to figure this out. Right. Like, just play it at the same at the same location or the, all the games at the opposite location. But having them all like spread out on the same day, yeah, it sucks. Me personally, I, I feel like you just you could play. The class class B state title game at noon on Friday at at the location. So if we go Washington Grizzly at noon, Florence Big Fork. At three thirty, we're going class A, and at seven thirty, we're going class AA. And then in the morning, you play the two uh, class C school games, and then just have Cat Grizz kick off at like three, and boom, you're good. That's a great idea. Washington uh, in the state of Washington, they do. Um, all the tournaments or all the championships, excuse me, at the Tacoma Dome. So it is really cool, too. It's so good for the kids, too, because all the media exposure, because then everybody gets a chance to see what's going on. Everybody can follow everything. So I agree. I think that we need to figure out something. But it is a little bit more manageable this week because uh, they're all sort of close by, at least. So uh, before we get into the college rivalry, Pretty sweet that Missoula Sentinels hosting this game. We, there's, not, there's only been one state championship game hosted in Missoula since I moved to Missoula when I was a little kid. I was like your kid's age when I moved here, and there's only been one. I didn't, I've never been to a state championship game in Missoula, so this is pretty cool with Billings West coming to town Friday night. Yeah, and it's almost just like meant to be with, with right? Sentinel and West. Like the, the It was a collision course last year for the state title game, and then it's just such an epic game in week one where it was just back and forth in the second half, and it was just crazy, and it's by far, you know, the two best teams in the state. And the fact that they get to play again, and this time in Missoula, um, is just awesome. It's going to be an incredible night. We're going to be just kind of doing all of our sports live, you know, from there. And then uh, that game will wrap up, and about, you know, five, six hours after that, we'll be live bright and early in the morning from Washington Grizzly Stadium getting ready for Brawl of the Wild. So it's not going to be a lot of sleep this weekend, but it's uh, we, can, we can sleep when the season's over. That's exactly right. This is what we live for. And it uh, will be very fun uh, with all those high school games coming up. Again, Missoula Sentinel hosts Billings West on Friday night. And then Florence hosts Big Fork Saturday afternoon. Hamilton plays in Laurel on Saturday afternoon. And Flint Creek, that's the Drummond Phillipsburg co-op. They head over to Thompson Falls Saturday afternoon. The six-man game, Freud Lake at uh, Power Dutton Brady. Is that right? Yep. So we'll be covering that game as well. Um, our, our man Elijah Collins up in Great Falls will be covering that one. So we'll have them all covered for sure. Well, you can find all that stuff at SWX Montana. We'll have all the recaps on Nuanas now next Monday as well. So very much look forward 
to that. All right, let's talk about this one. The 120th rendition of Montana State and Montana in Missoula. Bobcats on a four-game winning streak. Cats have won six out of the last ten. Since the streak ended in 2002, it's 9-9. So this is basically pretty much even. This is for, like, bragging rights of the century, basically, on Saturday. And it's for bragging rights across the board, all the way across the board, as it is each and every year. But got the number three Bobcats coming to Missoula to play the number seven Grizzlies. I was thinking about this. I was looking at the rankings of the 2019 game. If you remember that game, uh, not just the result, but the pre-game, Montana was ranked number three that week, and Montana State was ranked number eight. So basically a flipping of that script almost identically. Montana was also coming off of an incredibly impressive win over Weber State, where uh, Montana State had sort of struggled and then taken care of a couple uh, pretty easy opponents in Southern Utah and Northern Colorado in the weeks before the Bobcat Grizz game. But I think that the parallels kind of end there only because it's been years since we've seen one of these things. So we'll get to some of the key matchups, but what do you think of just this game overall? And uh, is there one side or the other this is bigger for? Oh, it's definitely bigger for Montana. It's they not, got us down the streak, right? Yeah, it's not even close. And but, but particularly also because the Cats already have nine wins. Like, the Cats are a playoff seed no matter what happens. Yeah. It's not that this, this isn't a big game, but it's the difference between probably the two seed and like the seven seed for the cats. Whereas this is the difference between a seed and not a seed probably for the Grizz. Yeah. Montana's got to be kicking themselves because I mean, I, I think if, if Cam Humphrey plays in the Sac state game, they win that one and you have a chance if, if cool Grossman comes down with the catch at Eastern, like if you win one of those games, you're sitting pretty and, and everything is, you know, there's not as much pressure going into this one, but obviously with the streak, it just year after year, it just amplifies the pressure, right? Because Everybody, you know, this has been just so long now, and, and Grizz fans need that win. Um, it's it's the Champion Center has that little little location that has the spot for the Continental Divide Trophy, and it's never it's just been sitting there, yeah. And so um, obviously, you know, that's that's the pressure there. I think it's fascinating from like the the non X's and O's, just like the motivational edge. Like whenever you're trying to like handicap a game and you're trying to use all of the other external things, like does the, the like motivationally you'd be like, Oh, well the Grizz haven't won in so long and they're at home. Like they're going to come out the more desperate team. They're going to be, you know, fighting harder to get it, which is true. But then also like because of the streak, like the pressure is mounting. And so I think it's because of a new head coach too. Yeah. And so like, I, I just think, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's going to be very interesting, and I think it all depends on the momentum shifts in the game and how I think the narrative. Like I think if if Montana State starts imposing their will a little bit in the run game, I think a lot of doubt is going to start creeping into the Montana sideline, the, the stands, and it's going to get um, you know you're going to start thinking of a couple of years ago and it's really that that the pressure is going to really shift but i think if montana is able to come out and play well early i think that hunger for ending the streak for getting the trophy to missoula i think that's only going to add to the the fire of the momentum so i think we talk about momentum a lot in these games and and you kind of mentioned it when you came on our, our tv show I think if the Grizz can use momentum in this game, it's going to be a, a massive key in this ballgame. I think that's true. I think that the main motivation, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, joining us here on Nuanas now on both ESPN Radio and on SWX, courtesy of these guys. Thanks so much for taking us around the state each and every weekday. 
the the fact is that that's why the the streaks when they reach more than three games become so paramount because of the legacies of the guys. The guys all Montana, if they can get a win, they can say we didn't go over against the Bobcats. That's huge compared to going over. Yeah. It's the same thing for the Cats guys though. Like Braden Conkle, former Montana State safety, he was all over Twitter this week saying, "Hey, I I got it in my back pocket because I never lost to the Grizz." I can say whatever I want this week because I got all the bragging rights. And that's what Troy Anderson and, and guys like Lewis Kidd, Taylor Tuiasasopo, and some of these cat seniors have on the line as well. But I think that you're right. I think that if the Grizz can harness the momentum, that's a big-time factor in this game because they play such a momentum-based style of football. On the flip side, though, I totally agree with you. This is a, a bigger game for the Grizz only because of the way that it's gone the last couple of years. And, you know, you bring Bobby Houck back in. One of the main reasons you do that is to stop losing in-state in any form or fashion. Um, I'm going to have a story this week. Actually, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be up on Skyline Sports. I always break down all the Montana guys on both rosters. There's 91 Montana guys that are going to play in this game. And uh, 53 of those are from Montana or on, on the Grizzlies. That's a huge improvement when coach Houck improvement isn't the right works I'm not saying the guys from Montana are better but it's certainly a, uh, a much higher number when Bobby Houck first took over there's only 29 guys on the squad from Montana so he's definitely put a high priority on that for better or worse whatever you think of that uh, but it certainly is a factor but make no mistake Montana State was chasing Montana for so long that this game became the most important thing to so many people that follow Bobcat football. I think that that's changed a little bit because they're certainly into the playoffs for the seventh time since 2010, win, lose, or draw on Saturday. So they've they've fully affirmed themselves as a true national power. They were always good, but now they're a true national power, one of the best programs in the country for sure. So that maybe narrative has dissipated a little bit. That said, Jeff Choate was one of the most popular Bobcat coaches of all time. Jeff Choate went 29-25 at Montana State. Jeff Choate had a couple losing records in a row at Montana State, but Jeff Choate was able to overshadow every single possible element and every single possible flaw in his program because he won four straight Bobcat Grizzly games in resounding fashion by running the ball straight down the Grizz throats, something that Grizz people were not accustomed to seeing. So then, therefore, I do think for the broad ramifications after this game, in the moment, it's definitely bigger for the Grizz. Broadly, though, I think it's a toss-up, if not bigger for the Cats, because... If Bobby Houck just wastes Sprint Vegan on Saturday, Bobcat Nation is going to go crazy. And it could give them so much weird narrative, so many weird storylines going into the playoffs. And people might be just freaking out. Yeah, that's a really good point. I kind of hadn't thought about it from that perspective. But it is weird how things, narratives and things uh, change. Because, I mean, since I've gotten into my role as sports director um, here, like, the Grizz haven't won. Like, since Riley Corcoran became the voice of the Grizz, like... The Grizz have not won one of these things. My nephew Ellis is five years old. He's never seen the Grizzlies win against yeah, the Bobcats. I asked him last night. He's five years old. I said, you know what this week is? He goes, Montana State and Montana are playing. I said, who's going to win? He goes, Bobcats, duh. They, the Grizzlies have never won. Yeah. In his mind, that's true. They never have won in his life. And, like, our anchor, Ben Wyman, like, when I asked him, like, about the season, he's like, well, as long as they beat the Cats, that's the only thing that matters. That was kind of the thing that all Montana State fans used to be saying over There's the no years. Kidding, and, now, yes. and now you're getting Grizz fans saying that. When before, like, that was never like, oh, you just have to beat the Cats, and then that's the only thing that matters. Like, the Grizz were worried about national titles and just assumed or, like, would, uh, would not really worry about the Cat game all that much because they just thought that they would win. Um, so that 
the fact that like Grizz fans are now saying as long as we beat the Cats, like that's that shows well done Montana State for kind of switching the narrative the last few years as far as that goes. Well, there's also just the the overall broad scope of this in terms of institutional momentum, and Montana State has has so much momentum right now as an institution. One of the things that could impact that positively on the Grizz side of things is if they can get a win. So I do I do think that there's a lot on the line for this game to be sure. Yeah, on both sides. Let's talk about a couple of the key matchups in this game. I think we have two of the best defenses in the country uh, in this game. I think we have uh, a couple teams. That it's very interesting to me because the narrative of the Grizz season for pretty much the last two months has been injuries. But then Montana State had a whole bunch of them on Saturday. So now that playing field's almost even as well. I do want to say one more thing before we get sure. into the matchups. For us, that we, we cover both these universities so closely. So we know all the, the coaches. We know the staffs. We know the university. What makes this rivalry so great is how big of a game this is. It does kind of suck that like one side ends up feeling like so deflated and it's so negative and there's it's just so like doom and gloom it's like it's it's almost like it's unfortunate that like one side is just left like completely in shambles almost you know what i mean like it's 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 a because we see it directly you know almost like i feel bad for whoever like i used to just my narrative has like shifted as far as like just covering this and you almost like feel bad for whoever loses on that side because it's just it is so like it's just such a big deal but it is for sure but also then i've seen this i think that it's very easy when you win this game and you're going to go to the playoffs to then use that as momentum but it's also a challenge to not have a letdown from this game uh, coming into the playoffs. But then on the other side, if you lose it, I think that that's one of the key factors is just erasing it if you lose it. If you are a playoff team, Montana did that so well in 2019. They came out and hung 73 on Southeast Louisiana and got a rematch against Weber in the semifinals, or excuse me, the quarterfinals. But that's the other thing about this one is that I have said since last spring that I think that these are two of the four best teams in the country. I still think that. I still think that they have as much of a chance to make a run in national championship as anybody in the United States of America at the FCS level. And I think that no matter who wins this game on Saturday, I still think that's true. I would agree. I think the Grizz need it more to make a run, though, because they are a little bit banged up. I mean, so is Montana State, as you just mentioned. But I think the Grizz could really use a bye week. And I think, like you said, Montana State is probably going to get a bye regardless of the game. So... Um, yeah, but to going into that matchups and stuff, you know, people are have been asking me all week, as I'm sure they've been asking you, like, who's going to win? What's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I really do think it, it – if, if we knew an exact percentage of health for, like, Isaiah Fonse, I mean, I do think that he is – he is such a uh, good player that – and he dictates so much of what they're able to do that I would almost have to know his exact percentage of health to give you, like, a full – uh, prediction on the game. Like, if he's 100%, they're going to be able to run their offense, and I think they'll be able to, like, you know, have some success on the ground and things like that. But if he's out, that obviously change, completely changes the game. And if he's limited, that completely changes the game. So, how he looks in warm-ups is going to be very fascinating. Um, I'm always on the field kind of checking that stuff out, and I'm going to have a keen eye on how 22 looks in warm-ups because that's going to be pretty interesting I also wouldn't be surprised if he's out or very limited that we might not see maybe 15 run the ball a few times. You never know. Yeah, maybe Troy Anderson could get some carries. The thing about the Cats, I think that Afonso is going to be good to go. I I shouldn't say good to go, but I think he will play. But it's the guys after him, too, though, because he's not going to be able to take a 30-carry load like he had against Eastern Washington or Portland State this year, I don't think. 
They're going to have to have somebody so, to spell it. So if if he's good to go or playing, so they just he got nicked up and then was in street clothes for the second half, like as a precaution, but in a close game, in a game that could decide a Big Sky Conference championship. That part of it to me is like, because people are like saying like, yeah, I expect him to be fine. In most scenarios, like if a guy comes out in street clothes, that means that he's out for a little while. It's just that is so fascinating to me, the dynamic of the conversation of like, oh, man, we're in a dogfight right now. We need to win to ensure ourselves a Big Sky title. But next week is so important that just we're gonna we're gonna run the you know roll the dice and just and risk not playing the second half. Well, here's here's the way it went down specifically in Bozeman because I've actually thought about this a lot. Aponte has been struggling with some sort of lower leg thing. I think it's like an ankle something whatever. It runs so dang hard that he's gonna get bruised up a little bit. Well, absolutely, yeah. Somebody was asking me how close he to 100. percent I said, well, he's not close to 100. percent The guy has had like 250 carries this year. He's, he's not. He's not even 75. percent But. Him at 75%, one of the best in the country still. But he got tweaked late in the first half, and then I think they decided to shut him down. But then Idaho scored right before halftime, and then on the very last play of the first half, TJ Session, the right tackle, went down with a bad injury. And then right out the gate in the, in the second half, Matt McKay gets smacked. Tommy Mallott comes in. Then Elijah Elliott gets taken out of the game. So... I don't think they expected it to be a dogfight. I think that they wouldn't have shut down Afonso at that moment if they knew Elliott was going to go out and Session was going to go out. But then those guys went out, but Afonso is already in street clothes, so they can't say, hey, go get your clothes back on. And they tried to just figure out a way to win it. And I think, I, I don't know, I, I think that they were mitigating him to a certain extent, um, but I don't know if they would have managed it that way if they would have known what was going to happen. Yeah, that makes more sense. I guess my question then to you is, does Mon- how different does Montana approach this game as far as looking back at the 2019 film and maybe changing up like how aggressive they are or what they do defensively to avoid getting you know killed with gap scheme and all that kind of stuff? Well, that's the thing is the Montana State runs less gap scheme than they did under Jeff Choate. That is an advantage for Montana because the, the scheme Montana State was running was absolutely the kryptonite of the Grizz defense. I mean... You see it as evidence in 350 yards rushing like the last four rivalry games. But also, because TJ Session is out, I highly doubt they're going to let Rush Reimer make his very first career start in Washington Grizzly at right tackle. Maybe they do. He's listed as number one on the depth chart. Maybe they do. But Session's been out earlier this year as well, and they went with Taylor Tuiasopo at right, guard, at right tackle. Excuse me. That's their best five if they can then put Joey McElroy from Azul Oil in there at guard or Cole Sane, former Grizz. That's how they get to their best five. But not having Lewis Kidd and Taylor Tuiasosopo at guard, instead having them at tackle, that mitigates a lot of the advantages they have against the Grizz defense because the pulling guards and the delays, the counters, the, the stuff that Montana State was doing where they used patience to take advantage of the aggressiveness of the Grizz D, I think a lot of that stuff goes away with uh, the reshuffling of the offensive line. But I do think this is the matchup we've been talking about all week here on Nuanas Now, and I think it is the matchup in the game. I always thought, like, like, and we don't know the the health status of, like, Eli Alford, but, like, the Grizz have been running, you know, pretty much him and Gubner just rotating throughout the yep. whole year. Like, what if they just came out with two defensive tackles? Right. And, like, and gave them, like, a completely new look. Even just, like, for, like, the first drive or something. Just, to like, I don't think they would ever do that because I think in college a lot of times you just, you more run what you run and it's harder to kind of, like, get out of your system. But what if they just took out an extra safety and put, threw in an extra defensive tackle 
and just had and just went beefy up to, up front. Like I, I'm just curious, like why teams like don't do that more, and yeah. or like why just to even give them another look, and then if it doesn't work, you can just get back into like what you were doing. You know, it, it is a good point. There's a lot of adjustments to be made. The other thing I think it will make the Grizz defense operate a little bit better against this Bobcat offense. Let's just say everybody's healthy. Uh, if both are at full strength, and, and I know that a lot of people that follow the Grizz and follow Big Sky football will think that this is crazy for me to say, and this is not a shot at anybody. I just think that the linebackers at Montana this year are a lot more ready for this game than the ones in the past. And I know Dante Olson was the Buck Buchanan Award winner, but I just don't think that Jace Lewis is going to go out without playing one of his best games. I think he wants it that bad. I think Patrick O'Connell wants it that bad. As corny and as cliche as it sounds, I think the fact that those guys are all from Montana makes a huge difference, man. They also just, I mean, O'Connell and Lewis, not that Dante Olson didn't play, like, really hard because that guy played, he gave 100% effort on every play. But, like, O'Connell and Lewis, dude, they just, like, they go all out. Like, they play so hard. They play so fast. And they, they have that edge about them. Um, and Marcus Wellnow has obviously been playing really well as well. Um, I think, too, one of the other bigger differences in this game is I think they're a lot stronger at corner. Not only in coverage, but these corners can tackle a lot better than the corners from 2019. I was going over and, like, watching some highlights um, of that game, and there's like, a couple pitches where they, like— they pitched it to uh, Logan Jones, like in the corner, right. and uh, uh, the who's the the kid that um, was a wide receiver, and then he switched to corner um, for Montana. Um, they had Darian Nash, oh, and, Darian Nash, and, and, and Justin Calhoun. Calhoun, and they pitched it, and the wide receiver that was blocking him just completely threw him out of the picture, and Logan Jones kind of walks in on the pitch for a touchdown. Like, Justin Ford ain't going to be shoved out of bounds on that block. Like, he's going to shed the block and likely make a tackle. Like, I think that is a major difference from this Montana defense. Um, Not the interceptions, but the physicality that Omar Hicksonu and Justin Ford kind of bring as corners. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. We talk about this forever. We're out of time for today. We'll have a recap of all this next week. So keep it here. Nuanas now. Thanks so much for being here, man. Appreciate it. Transitioning to high school. Billings West has not lost since they last lost to open the season in Missoula at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Their last two losses to the Spartans. Last year's state championship game, the first game of this year. The Golden Bears have been red hot since then. They are the most talented team in Class AA, but are they a team of destiny? Can they knock off the defending state champion Spartans, Rob Stanton? Billings West head coach will join us next here on Nuanas Now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center.
The collection of local standout football players gave pledges to both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Most recent commitment came earlier this week as Laurel senior Bo Dantic gave his promise to Montana head coach Bobby Houck. Dantic, who's rushed for nearly 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns this season, has helped the locomotives reach the chipper for the second year in a row. Dantic is one of 11 known commitments for the upcoming recruiting class, including Hellgate wide receiver Ian Finch and Helena wideout Chase McGurin. Over the last three seasons, the 6'3 Finch caught 162 passes for 2,741 yards and 28 scores. The 6'0 McGurin caught 58 passes for 829 yards and 10 touchdowns this season. The other in-state commits for the Grizz include Helena quarterback Caden Hewitt and Helena linebacker Marcus Evans, Hamilton athlete Tyson Rostad, Jefferson athlete Joey Visser, Missoula Sentinel athlete Zach Cruz, and Kalispell Glacier kicker Patrick Rohrbach. Missoula Hellgate lineman Tommy Nielsen gave his commitment to Montana State earlier this month. He joins other Bobcat in-state commits, including Gallatin tight end Ryland Schlepp, Red Lodge lineman Burke Mastel, Florence lineman Ethan Abbott, Billings West twins Caden and Taco Dowler, and Jake Deegan, the son of head coach Brent Deegan. The Bobcats play the Grizzlies for the 120th time on the football field high noon. Watch the Grizzly Stadium on Saturday. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. What up? Welcome back. A little Dire Straits for you on your Thursday. Hope you're having a great day and a great week. One of the best weeks of the year. State championship weekend this weekend. Yeah, state championship at the college level. Montana State at Montana, the 120th edition. Got a state championship game in Missoula for the first time since I was like seven years old. Missoula Sentinel hosts Billings West. Also got a state championship game in Saturday out in Florence as the Falcons host Big Fork. And the other state championship games include Hamilton traveling to Laurel on Saturday afternoon and Thompson Falls hosting Flint Creek. We have a couple of days left of our big fall giveaway. We got all sorts of stuff for you. We told you a million times, Traeger Smoker, Alpine Touch, Haymaker Beef. We got a bunch of, uh, we got a grill and, a, and an Otterbox from Twisted Tea. All you got to do is subscribe to the Nuanas Now podcast and YouTube channel and then follow those entities on Instagram, Alpine Touch, Haymaker Beef, and ESPN Missoula. Once you do that, text us, 888-1029. That's 888-1029-406, 888-1029. Tell us you've entered. We're going to draw for all that stuff later on this week. So keep those entries flowing in. West head coach Rob Stanton. And coach, thanks so much for being with us, man. How's the week going? Congratulations on yet another state championship game appearance. Yeah, thank you, Halter. It's been um, it's been an exciting week, and you know, we had a little bit of a win yesterday, so I think everybody did across the state and practices have been uh, going well and you know, for the most part this time of year we're we're pretty healthy and you know, by by the time we got up to practice yesterday and we went under the lights of Dallas and went kind of died down a little bit so we can get something done. So we're excited for the opportunity to play again this weekend we're just uh, fortunate to be in this spot. Well, you guys have been here before, and I know that this group, especially the guys that are seniors, have been here several times. Does that help you as you make your trip to Missoula? It does. It does, and, you know, I'm in communication with those guys, obviously, and I think it helps quite a bit. They've been... Um, 
you know, their freshmen, they, they didn't play in the state championship. They're on the sideline, and they can still remember plays from it. So they're, they're a bunch of football junkies, and I think it makes it a whole lot easier. They've they've been here. Uh, they've had a lot of experience with it. So, you know, they you know the cliche of a business trip, they're, that's what they're kind of taking it as. And, um, but it, I think it, it helps us a lot, just the experience of playing uh, varsity football and also um, a lot of playoff football, too. Well, the fact is that this is a rematch of last year's state championship game. We had Taco Dowler on the show earlier this week, and he did a tremendous job. What an awesome young guy. Uh, but the fact is that uh, these two teams have seen each other multiple times in the last couple of years. So how does that add to the matchup, just the familiarity you guys have with Sentinel? Yeah, I mean, we're, I think we match up very well, and, you know, they've beaten us the last two times. So, you know, they, they've, uh, they've gotten after us, and, you know, the – um, the state championship game last year, uh, they beat us in the first game this year. They beat us, so you know there's there's no revenge or, or panic or anything like that. But it's just you know we're very familiar with them and, and they are with us, and uh, we have a lot of uh, good coaches on both sides that uh, work their tails off and put in a lot of time, and, and you have a lot of kids that do the same thing. So you know being familiar could be also you know kind of a curse. So you know you you may expect some things or you may think that they're going to do some things so sometimes coaches we cannot think ourselves so we have to make sure we don't do that and just uh let the kids play let the kids have fun and let the kids relax rob stanton joining us billy's west head coach his team makes the trip to missoula take out missoula sentinel friday night at missoula county public stadium coach we see it at all levels of football when a team falls just short but then they return a core of guys oftentimes that can be the best thing that ever happened to a group sometimes those expectations and that pressure can be a, a terrible thing that weighs down on teams but your team absolutely has embraced it could you feel that in the guys early on and what have you thought of just their ability to to navigate i know you expected and wanted to be back here but now they've gotten it done so what have you thought of their ability to just to handle the fact that they're kind of making their last run at this thing yeah and and we talked about this um with our kids and, and with our staff this last week just the uh, resiliency of, of not only our kids but the kids everywhere they've you know not worrying you know about football that's that's supposed to be the fun part of it but you know your school and and, and we're in year two of a pandemic as well so there's been a lot of different things and a lot of changes that they weren't accustomed to and you know we as uh a society, I think we've lost control of some things, and it's hard to get some of those things back. So, you know, I think this year uh, we, the expectations were extremely high for these kids, and, and they like that, and they they thrive with the expectations. and And talk was a perfect example. It's it's the more pressure, the more stuff you add to his plate. He he just loves that stuff. So, I think uh, our kids and, and their kids have done a wonderful job of of getting here. Um, Dan and I talked on Saturday, and and we both talked about how difficult this is it, it's not easy and you know we've been able to do it three of the last four years and to get to this point is extremely hard and you know Dan they've, they've won 20 in a row I'm sure there's a lot of pressure with that and the pressure of repeating so it's just it's very difficult for for both teams to be here and you know we also got to remember we're dealing with kids um, that are 16 17 and 18 years old so which even makes it a little bit more complicated but you know proud of our kids and I'm sure Dan is as of his as well Absolutely. Well, Taco talked a lot about just the guys that he's been playing with, particularly on the back end defensively and also uh, on the perimeter offensively. You know, of course, his brother, Caden Dowler, and also Riley Bergeson, all three of them, Division One caliber players. But how much of an advantage, or I guess how much do you guys lean on those guys? Because it seems like they are sort of a cohesive group within the scope of the team. 
quite a bit. And <laughs> yeah. he can do more things. You know, our defensive coordinator, Matt Hollowell, says he will do he, – he was a defensive coordinator at Rocky Mountain, and, and he's doing things at college that he can do with these kids. Um, and, and I told – honestly, <laughs> I told Taco last night, I said, um, I would hire you right now as an assistant coach. With, with, with uh, the fact that you'll take my job pretty soon. Um, <laughs> same with Riley and same with Caden. They just, you know, we can cheat and we can kind of check how much film they're watching and the amount of film that these guys put in is, is unbelievable. So it, it's a huge um, benefit. It's a huge luck dream. It's a coach's dream to have kids like that. You know, but, but really, I mean, I, uh, Caden as well and, and Riley, I said you guys would be on our staff. If you didn't want to go to college, I'd hire you right now. You know, to coach football, they're just they're just phenomenal human beings, and they're really uh, intelligent. And, and football IQs are off the chart. Well, it was very fun talking to them throughout the year. They're, these kids now, these days, they just have such a crazy level of maturity. Like, these kids are so good on the radio show. I can't even believe how good they are. <laughs> it's amazing. And I think it's a testament to you coaches, too, though. So, uh, congratulations on that. Rob Stan joining us, Billy's West Head coach. His team taking on Missoula Sentinel for the second year in a row for the Class AA State Championship. Coach, let's talk about the matchup. Uh, again, you guys aren't familiar, but it's been a while. Uh, what's changed about your team since your first game in Missoula? this season uh, when he took on Sentinel and Washington Grizz? I, I think we're in a little bit better shape. <laughs> you know, and in that first game, you're never, uh, you're not really good. You, you think you're a lot better than you are. You know, we obviously watched the, the film from game one and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we did this or what were we thinking as coaches on this? So I just think that we've improved a lot and, and they have too, but but I think uh, particularly with our, our left tackle with Jacob Anderson and our right tackle with Zach Malcolm. Um, Jacob had a knee injury this year. He really, the first contact he had um, was game one against Sentinel and he's gotten so much better. You know, Zach had some, um, you know, with the, the trauma that he's gone through this year with that accident and, and everything. So he was also, we didn't know really up, up until game time whether he was going to play or not. So just, just things like that. And, you know, um, you know, but they've definitely gotten a lot better too. And I, I do notice, you know, a couple more linemen, they're a little bit trimmer. So that that's always good to see him not <laughs> not as uh, not as heavy out there but you know it, it's it's something that you can't rely on that you know we outguess ourselves and I always think of a, a Brett Favre comment he always liked to play on Thanksgiving Day because the, the coaches kind of stay out of the way and just let them play football and I think we have to do it this weekend absolutely well um, let's talk about Sentinel the fact is that they've been different than they were a year ago uh, just in terms of they had so much star power especially on offense a year ago and I know they're still scoring points and then last week they were maybe as good as they've been offensively in a couple months but the defense has been the thing that's been so impressive for the Spartans I think they pitched a shutout for about a month at one point during this year so when you watch the film what stands out to you about Sentinel's defense have they been able to operate at such a high level well they number one you can just see the confidence that they have I mean, they're, they're just a confident group of kids and I think when you have 120 in a row you're, you're not expecting you know there's not even a thought I would imagine of ever losing a game and I think they're so confident that they're probably disappointed if they give up a first down um, they fly all over the place um, they uh, they communicate well with each other um, they have great size up front and they have athletic linebackers and their secondary is also very athletic but I just if you can get high school kids to play with that much confidence and you can see it on the field I mean they're just they're just uh, just a very confident group 
and you know it, it is you're human and not very many teams can do anything on them um you know they can't run the ball they can't throw the ball and it's uh it's always maybe a little demoralizing when you see the quarterback and the next thing you know he's out there playing defensive end <laughs> right <laughs> so he's uh he's uh he's a tough guy tough kid and you know every coach in the world would never do that you know but obviously um, Zach is a special athlete, you know, and I've, I've never really heard of a kid who tries wrestling his junior year and it's a place that turns state wrestling meet. So, you know, just I think the, the amount of confidence that they're playing with is, is off the charts. And, you know, that's that's good for them and good for Coach Oliver. Well, Zach Cruz is definitely one of a kind. And I think that uh, Coach Oliver would be the first to tell you he can't not play him at defensive end because I think Zach Cruz would just check himself in in the game. I don't think yeah, he'd sure. be like, yeah, you know, he's not the series. He'd look out there where he is. So I'm, exactly. not, I'm not going to tell him he has to get out. No way. That's exactly right. Well, Coach what do you think are the keys to this game then when you come to Missoula? I mean, obviously handling the atmosphere will be won, but you guys have played for a big crowds before, and I think that that'll be something that'll be exciting for, for both teams. But other than that, just on the field, X's and O's wise, what do you think would be the, some of the keys of the game for your team? You know, the, the usual stuff, and we want to be able to run the football, and, and that's something that um, not very many teams have ever been able to do on on Sunday this week. And, you know, turning it over, um, we had two turnovers last game in the first half, so we can't do that obviously so and I think the uh, the atmosphere and, and both kids on both sides have played for a crowds like that and, and I think the biggest key for both of us is just just to let these kids roll and they, there's so much experience on both sides and just let them have fun and you know don't make it too stressful keep the normal routines all that good stuff but you know it's going to be definitely challenge. and you know I think uh, a lot of people on the state are looking forward to the matchup and, and we hope we can you know hang in there with them because they're an awfully good football team and you know, I think we just got to be able to, you know, we tell the kids all the time, you know, make the plays that you're supposed to make, make the plays that come to you, but don't try to make everybody else's plays. And sometimes that's hard to do in a high pressure game like this in front of a lot of people. But it's going to be exciting. We can't wait to get there on Friday. It's been since I was in first grade when we first moved to Missoula that the state championship game has been here in the Garden City. Missoula Sentinel, they host Billings West. Friday night, Missoula County Public Stadium, a rematch of last year's Class AA state title. The Golden Bears looking for some redemption in, Mont in Missoula Sentinel, looking for their second consecutive state championship. Rob Stanton, Billings West head coach, joining us. Thanks so much for being with us, Coach, and best of luck on Friday. We'll look forward to seeing you. Should be a hell of a game. All right, thanks, Walter. Appreciate the call. Here from Dana Oliver tomorrow. Caught up with Coach Oliver today down at Missoula Sentinel. It's going to be a great one down there at Missoula County Public Stadium later on tonight. We got some free sandwiches and some free beer for you. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today.
ESPN Radio Missoula. I spend most every night beneath the light of a neon moon. Now, if you lose your one and only, there's always room here for the lonely. Go watch your broken dreams dancing and out of the beams of a neon moon. Man. That song reminds me of my childhood so much. So Brooks and Dunn for you here on a Thursday. It's new on us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. For those of you that pay attention, Andrew Houghton and I, we spend a lot of time together. I guess not only do we work together here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, we also work together at Skyline Sports, and we also happen to run Skyline Sports out of our house that we live in together. And uh, we're almost always grooving music, but we don't ever actually talk music. Do you? Are you into country music? I've never asked you this before. I know you're a big hip-hop guy. I think you're, you're kind of into my alternative hard rock stuff lately, too. Do you like country? Not really. <laughs> that song's probably too old for you, too, right? I mean, that probably that song probably came out like the year you were born. You're probably not into Brooks and Dunn at all. No, not, no. <laughs> uh, well, I was feeling a little country today, so we want us a little dire straits off the top. We're going to have some more throwback 90s country for you here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. One of the best prizes we got here. We got a lot of good prizes for you. I shouldn't say one's better than the other because actually, in fact, all of our prizes are fire. I hope you enjoy it because I've curated the list of prizes and uh, giveaways that we do here based on what I would love as a Missoulian. And I love a lot of things about Missoula, but some of my favorite spots are the places we give stuff away to, including one of my favorite places in the entire Garden City. That's Warden's Market. Warden's, they have a full deli, great soup. Thursdays, sometimes I go down there. Get the meatloaf with the mashed potatoes. Oh, so good. Homemade meatloaf. That's where it's at, man, especially now it's getting a little colder. Also, the Warden's, not just Montana famous, Warden's world famous for their sandwiches, and they also have the best beer selection of any store you're going to find in Missoula. So each week, each Thursday, we give you a chance to go sample the fare down there at Warden's Market. We got a six-pack of beer and a sandwich. All you have to do is call us right now, caller number 4 we got a six-pack of whatever beer you'd like. They'll help you pick it out if you need some advice. Those guys are connoisseurs. They know exactly what's going on. Those kind of sandwich for Warren's Market. So give us a call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number four. We got a six-pack and a Sammy for you for Warden's Market. Andrew and I were talking the NBA the other day. And then we got abruptly cut off because uh, our good friend Regime Seabrook came uh, into studio. And I know Andrew's going to have to take the call there for a minute. But uh, the NBA is very interesting right now because they had this multiple uh, year delay, basically, where the season started late two years in a row. It's amazing how you can remake your habits in that form. Because I was always used to the... um, NBA season starting in October, and then I became unused to it because it didn't for a couple years. And now it's bizarre to me that the NBA is happening in November, even though that's mostly the way it was my uh, entire life. So I've had a hard time getting into it so far, but I will. And and it's definitely something we talk about all the time around here. But we've just been so um, heavy on all the awesome fall sports, not just football. I've actually been very proud of all the stuff we've been able to do around here. Uh, with all of our interviews and stuff and highlighting all the best from around the state of Montana. But 
we just haven't talked that much NBA. We were having a good NBA conversation the other day. Oh, then our good buddy Regime came in, and he was having a hard time because he had just had to put his dog down, which is a bummer. And uh, so, anyways, Andrew kind of got cut off. And so, Andrew, we were talking about um, some of the absent stars in the NBA and, and uh, the fact that, you know, I think that LeBron is going to slow play this thing all the way until the new year at least. And that's kind of the case for a lot of guys because of just load management such a big deal in the NBA right now. But before you got cut off, you were saying there was a lot to like in the NBA. I think the rookie class is very good. That's probably one of the leading storylines right now. But what else is going down in, in the league? What what else are some of the good storylines right now early on here in the NBA? Yeah, so it's tough to focus on a bunch of this stuff, which is kind of what we were getting at because everybody's got 15 games in and LeBron's not playing in the NBA. Coulter, here's a take for you. The NBA is just the most off-the-court dramatic league. Oh, there's no, there's not even a close. That's not even a take. That's a fact. Yeah, among among the... What are we talking about with Carolyn all the time? All she talks <laughs> about is NBA players and their girlfriends because that's all over TMZ because these guys just can't stay out of the news. Right, now everybody who... Uh, Listens to the show knows that Ben Simmons dates Kardashians because of Carolyn. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. Tease for a little later on in the show because we did record this morning. We got a little bit on Tristan Thompson. I have no idea how he continues <laughs> to matter. <laughs> the best part about it, and this is a total spoiler alert, but uh, the best part about it is that Carolyn didn't know that the Sacramento Kings were an NBA team. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, Referendum they... on the uh, on the state of the Kings, I guess. They essentially haven't been for the last 20 years. Here's a Sacramento Kings thing for you, Coulter. Yeah. Today, uh, Jason Williams' birthday today. So the highlight okay. tapes were going around Twitter and everything. I will always stop and watch the Jason Williams highlight tape whenever it shows up on my feed. Oh, yeah, that's that's right up your alley. I'm watching the whole thing. It's just it, it, what an incredible ahead-of-his-time player, like yeah. a unique player, and we say that about a lot of players. Bro, Jason Williams, white chocolate. Unbelievable. The, one of the most unique players in NBA history. No question. Uh, I was uh, a couple side notes here. First of all, hilarious to think that Jason Williams and Randy Moss were on the same high school basketball team. Imagine going against those guys when you're 17 years old. And also you live in rural West Virginia? <laughs> exactly. Ran West Virginia. Unbelievable. Uh, I also saw a tweet. This is a total outside of the NBA conversation, but I did not realize this either. You'll appreciate this. Very few people. you got to be a big-time Big Sky Conference basketball nerd to appreciate this. But Holland Boo Boo Woods, who was one of the best players in the league during his time at Portland State before grad transferring to Arizona State, and Dre Marine, who was a four-year starter at Southern Utah. I guess I missed this. I knew they were both from Arizona. I did not know they went to high school together. That is a ridiculous high school backcourt. Wow. So fast. Could you imagine going against those guys? They're both small, but they're so fast. Both those guys were two of the fastest players in the league. And, man, Dre Marine for sure loves to talk. Oh, yeah. And all like, in Go Woods is, I mean, his, his Twitter handle is the great Boudini. He's one of the most hilarious Street ballers ever. I love those guys. Those guys are both really fun to watch, but I thought that was a ridiculous high school backcourt. Love those guys. That's a great fact. Third member of that trio who I saw pop up on my Twitter feed the other day, Marcus Graves still balling out in the G League. Oh, yeah. Marcus Graves was really good, man. Marcus Graves was like a walking bucket. He was so sweet. Incredible. This is why I was standing on the table when Brian Katz retired because at Sacramento State, here's the thing. Like I always say, you're going to have a first-place team, you're going to have a last-place team, and the way that the standings look is always going to have a very similar number of wins and losses. That's not what I'm determining in terms of if teams are quote-unquote good or not. Sac State's always going to be that team that's kind of right there in the middle to the, the top of the bottom half of the league, like sixth to eighth solid can beat you. 
But that's because Brian Katz always made sure that he had one or two of the best players in the league, period. And Marcus Graves was one of those guys. And I just worry with as they transition. And who knows, maybe this new coach is a good one. But I just always worry about when, when guys like that that are really invested in a place and they're not making excuses, but they're trying to make that place great. Uh, I think it just, it's, good, it's better for the league. I think everybody that coached in the league would tell you too, but Brian Katz was an awesome uh, member of the league. Um, one other, the other point I was going to say, speaking of the NBA, speaking of the Bay Area, this was so weird the other day. Idaho women's basketball got a commitment from a girl in Dublin, California, which is right outside of Oakland. And then Jason Kidd retweeted it and said, congratulations, you're a great player, you have a great career. I'm like, how, what? Jason Kidd is retweeting Idaho women's basketball recruits? And then I realized that Jason Kidd ran a club program down there and it was very involved in AAU basketball in the uh, the Bay Area. So, cool, good for him. Great uh, great service <laughs> to, the, to the youth. Anything else on the NBA? Yeah, so, okay, we got sidetracked a little bit. Of course bit. we did. What else is new? Of course. So the NBA, the start of the NBA season has been overshadowed by the dramatics off the court that happened in the offseason, the dramatic ongoing stories that are still happening that everybody's talking about. Man, it's overshadowing a great start to the season. I was worried I wasn't going to be able to talk about this because I didn't think it would be true sure. a week from where we were last talking about it. Culture, right. the Washington Wizards are oh, leading the Eastern on. Conference. Come on, come on, come on. Would it would but no, it's representative of sort of the great early season stories because the Wizards yeah, yeah. are yeah, yeah. a fun team. I mean the the Wizards well, yeah, are I mean it's the Westbrook principle at this point, right? You get rid of Westbrook, you get better. Right, exactly. But there was I mean, when John Wall went down, everybody thought that torpedoed the Washington Wizards for seven years. I mean, the right. length of the contract, whatever. They flipped him into Westbrook. They flipped Westbrook into suddenly what's kind of a fun, young winning team. Who do they even have? I don't even know. Is Bradley, like, Bradley Beal's still there, right? Brad Beal, but he's yeah. been Hurt, he's been out. Okay. They've got Kyle Kuzma now. Uh, Montrez Harrell coming off the bench and just okay. smashing fools. Okay. Rui Hashimura hasn't even played this season, but Denny Avdija, who was their pick, I think, last year, he's grown into something. It's just a, a fun group of guys who nobody is expecting to stay up there. But this is what the early season is great. And the other thing, I mean, the Golden State Warriors, of course, it's yes. great to see them coming back and smushing the league. But also... A couple other teams in the East who remade their rosters and didn't bottom out and didn't tank. I mean, Chicago went for Chicago's it. Chicago's good. With getting Lonzo Ball, getting DeMar DeRozan, right? They're 10-5. and five. They're in third place. They're a half game behind the lead, and they're tied with the Miami Heat, who did what the Miami Heat always do. And they went out and got a good player. They didn't try to tank. They didn't try to bottom out. They just tried to add to what they have. Now they added Kyle Lowry to Bam Adebayo. And the guys that they had, they're ten and five. They're a half game behind. So it's just it's fun to see those stories. I think that those are great stories when we're talking about the NBA as a whole, and we're seeing them in the early season. I mean, the Phoenix Suns are continuing their success from last season, which came when they came out of nowhere. That's a great story. I'm just I'm just enjoying it, and a lot of this stuff won't last, but I think it's worth talking about while it's happening. No question. Thank you, Andrew. More from Andrew about half an hour from now. We'll have a little bit more. Talk about the rivalry game. Speaking of that, though, Aller won in the books. Carolyn, the resident chick who doesn't know sports, she's got some questions about the Bobcat-Grizz rivalry. So we'll let her ask those next here on Nuanas Now. 
The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.